Uh, welcome to the Social Workers Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, co-host, Alyssa Lotmore, and we have a special edition today. I'm here with award-winning filmmaker Edgar Behrens. His work includes documentary films, music videos, public service announcements. Uh, today, Mr. Behrens is here to discuss his film titled Prison Terminal, The Last Days of Private Jack Hall. This film explores the many issues in the American criminal justice system. So uh, welcome, Edgar. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. We're very excited for the screening that will be live on campus today, but also to meet with you and for those who are interested in watching this film at a later time to have a little background and get to uh, see the vision behind the film. Before I even start with my question, I'd like to thank you for bringing this topic to light. Um, I was able to see the film in advance, um, and it was a uh, issues with aging in the criminal justice system isn't always discussed. I'd like just to point out a few statistics that you mentioned in your film. You said today nearly 20% of U.S. prisoners are elderly, and over the next decade, 100,000 inmates, uh, many serving life sentences, will die alone in their cells. So with statistics such as those, what was your reason for wanting to bring attention to an issue like this? Well, I think I mean, truthfully, I think because our sentencing has been so harsh. I mean, this is a this is a, actually a result of our our tough on crime sentencing. Um, you know, everyone, all the politicians were like, "Yeah, I'm tough on crime. Let's do three strikes, we're out. Let's do this." You know, tough on sentencing. And yet, the 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 result is that we have people in prison until they're passing away, until they're dying. No one ever thought about how expensive that's going to be to have elderly prisoners in prison. So now, really, I think every state, well, most states are looking at this as being a problem. Sadly, it's mostly a financial problem than like a, you know, a compassionate problem. So the the issue of more and more elderly prisoners, um, it's just a statistic where it's absolutely true. We're aging out. People are in there for 20, 30 years. You are considered elderly in prison if you're 50 and above, um, just because they factor in the fact that you probably had no or little health care on the outside. Your lifestyle may have been a little dicey on the outside. Plus, the stresses of living in prison um, make you age faster. So so the elderly statistic you you mentioned is usually from 50 or 55 and up. Um, So really, our system is saddled with with a growing, a growing aging population. And, um, and this film I made is about a prison hospice um, where there is kind of a solution to this because compassionate commutation sometimes is very, it takes a long time to happen. And if you're terminally ill and you do all your paperwork, many times you, you pass away before the paperwork is done. So this is a program that is kind of, I mean, in this transition that we, we find ourselves in, I think it's the best best bet, maybe, for some prisoners who are terminally ill. Yes, and I have a few more questions later on about the the hospice, but that was something that uh, there was just a lot, it was a very emotional sometimes to, to see this going on. But before we get to that, your documentary focused on an inmate, uh, Private George, uh, known as Jack Hall. Um, he was a medal-winning veteran who was serving life for killing an individual who he said was um, bragging about making money selling drugs. Why did you choose Jack's story and um, experience as the premise of your film? Well, truthfully, as a filmmaker, you know, I work alone, so um, I was very fortunate to get access to this maximum security prison because they had one of the young, you know, they just had started their prison hospice, and my, my whole goal was to document a prison hospice kind of just starting out and show how 
all the prisoners who are trained hospice volunteers, the process of being trained as a volunteer, and to actually humanize the prison population by following one person going through the whole dying process in the hospice program. So the fir- I was in this prison for six months straight. Um, for the first two months, there was no prisoner patient, hospice patient. So I that was actually afforded me a good time, a long, you know, a good chunk of time to get to know the nurses, the doctors, the inmates who were in the hospice, in the infirmary. And I got to know Jack, and he was ill, but he was not terminal. Um, So I say this all because I didn't pick Jack out of a lineup because I thought, well, his story is the most sympathetic. He just happened to be the next person passing away in this prison. So there are times I look back, I really do pinch myself because I was blessed to have his story because, you know, as he did murder somebody. He murdered the drug dealer who got his son started on drugs, who eventually committed suicide. So for Jack, uh, he was basically getting rid of an enemy because he was a trained soldier in World War II. I'm sure, and I know for a fact, that he thought he was doing society a favor by getting rid of a drug dealer. You know, granted, he did kill somebody, and that person probably had a mother and father who mourned their death. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not condoning that murder. But um, so Jack, I have to say, he was just he just happened to be the next person dying touched on a lot of issues too you know you have you know a veteran who served his country i know they talked he talked about that in the film and then here he is now in hospice um in in a prison so the prison uh you filmed was the iowa state penitentiary the prison uh through private donations and prisoner contributions created a hospice program and what i found interesting was that there were trained inmates um, some of which were serving life sentences as well Mm -hmm. who were the volunteers in these units uh, they assisted individuals in the hospice unit. They even decorated the area. And was that something unique to this prison, or do most prisons have a hospice program and resources like this for their dying inmates? Well, the truth is, most prisons do not have hospice. I should, in a, in a nutshell, we have 1,800 facilities here in the country, prison uh, correctional facilities. Of those 1,800, only 70 have prison hospice. And of those 70, only 20 actually utilize the prisoner as a hospice volunteer. So the program that is at the Iowa State Penitentiary is only one of 20 that incorporate the prisoner into the process. So that's a very unique program. And actually, in my opinion, and many people believe this as well, it's probably the best model because you're not only helping the prisoner who is unfortunately terminally ill and dying in prison, but you're helping the prisoner who becomes a volunteer on levels that they have never thought they'd ever, you know, reach um, to be, uh, they're well, tra- they're well trained. They, I was trained as a hospice volunteer on the outside before I made this film to prepare myself, and that was a 14-week process. Uh, when I went into prison and I documented their their training, they did the same pr- they did the same training I did on the outside. You know, the woman who started the prison hospice at Iowa, she was very smart in bringing in community hospice workers to do the training. So that kind of broke the walls down a little bit when when the community actually had an investment also to make this program work. Um, so it's a, it's a unique program, and I'm trying to, uh, through my efforts of screening and, and around the country, trying to get this program replicated because it's, it's, a, it's a win-win. And you're right when you mentioned the fact that it was... Um, built by, with contributions from the prisoners and the outside community. Um, these programs are low to no 
cost for most prisons. They have to bend some rules here and there. They might have to do a little training, um, but really it's a no-brainer, and, and it's actually it's a win-win because everyone really truly wins. The, the prisoner who is passing away and the prisoners who are a vital uh, resource for these programs to keep moving forward. It was really an amazing thing to watch. Um, and when I saw the film, there were some times that I forgot that Jack was in prison. I listened to him speaking, and it was as if he was, I was just listening to another elderly individual um, who was, you know, in my neighborhood or my community. Um, and the same was true when I was listening to the train hospice volunteers who, as you, as you said, were also, you know, prisoners. And was that the goal of yours, uh, a goal of yours, I should say, when creating this film, to have viewers not just think of the elderly in prison as a t statistic, but try to put faces to those issues that are going on in prison with the aging? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think it would, the film would have been different if I had followed, and this happens, if I had followed like a 32-year-old who had colon cancer. Um, I think... Well, actually, let me back up, because I think I, I was determined, and this is going to sound like I was some vulture, but really, I was determined to show death happening, because that's our great, I think that's our great common denominator. That's the great equalizer. We've seen our relatives pass away. Um, so I thought, if I, showed someone pa if I show someone pass away, it's going to touch people on a level that they're going to forget that this person's a prisoner, and at the end of the day, they're going to see him as another human being, despite their flaws. They're going to see him as another human being. And for the most part, as I've shown this film over the last, you know, 12 months or so, people do come up to me and say, like, oh, my God, I think I, you know, when I was watching Jack, I saw my dad when he passed away or it reminded me of my uncle. or So I thought that was that's, that's the reaction I really want. Because at the end of the day, despite their crimes, as a society, we have to be better than they were when they committed their crime. Mm -hmm. So to eventually present not only the person that's dying as a human, but also his caretakers. Okay, yeah, they're in there for murder, for kidnapping, but we are much more than just our crime. And these people were given the opportunity, and they, I tell you, they defend this opportunity mm -hmm. to, to be able to be hospice volunteers because it's something greater than they've ever, ever had a chance to do. And that's one, one thing that stood out in the, the film was when... Um, I don't have it written down, so I hope I'm quoting it right, but the, one of the nurses uh, had said that, you know, they have to get fingerprinted after they died. Um, and she said, we always make sure we wipe the ink off their fingers. You know, they come in with ink on their fingers. They're not going out that way. Right. So just to show that, you know, there was still that compassion that, okay, now they're going on to, uh, you know, they, they passed away and they're not going to be, you know, remind, remem uh, remembered as those criminals. Or, right. you know, we're not going to have them have that ink on their fingers, you know, when they die. And they yeah. said that wasn't protocol, that they had to wash it off. It was just said, the nurse had said, they're not leaving here with ink. And that was just something that stood out to me out of the whole film. That, that quote was something that really touched me personally yeah. um, when she said that to show that compassion. I love that quote, actually. I, every, I've seen the film probably 300 times, but every time I watch it with people and that quote comes up, I always get choked up. I could be just a complete... <laughs> I choked over. up, too. I was like... No, I was, you know, for me, that shows... Like, you know, there's a lot of little indignities you can see they, they, mm -hmm. that people go through in prison, the prisoners. Like, you know, I won't yeah. spoil alert here. But, um, um, you know, when she says, like, okay, you come in here as a criminal and you have ink on your fingers because they just fingerprinted you. But, you know, the truth is for, for Marilyn, the woman who says this, mm -hmm. is like after you spend time with somebody, they're, at the end of the day they are human beings. And, and you need to respect that. And I think her, her you know, washing the fingerprint off of the off of the body, 
um, the fingerprint ink. I think that's so important because she doesn't want, you know, you're not always a criminal. You shouldn't always be the, the worst thing you, you've done. And I know that's a lot, that's a tough one for a lot of people, especially victims, to, to, to kind of understand that. And I understand why it's very difficult to get over that hump, if at all. But if you are, if you're able to do that, I think, um, I think there's, I mean, there's so much more. I mean, I, the compassion part of it, I think, is very, very important. So, yeah, I don't know. I love that. I love that, that yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. And um, just moving on to my last question, uh, what do you want the viewers to do now that we've seen this film? I'm sure it sparked feelings and emotions uh, regarding the quality of care in prisons for terminally ill patients. What now and what next? Is there a way for those of us who have not seen the film to see it? So what do we do now if we've seen it? Right. And if we haven't seen it, how can we see this film? And then sort of what do we do next? Well, that's a lot. But, I, you know, I think, you know, I'm, personally I'm trying to get the film, um, I'm, I'm trying to get some uh, screenings in D.C. Because as we, as the cur- currently these uh, film, these um, prison hospices are fragile. They're fragile programs because they're not mandated. So it depends on a like an enlightened nurse like Marilyn in the film, or it depends on a warden who says yes, this is a great program. But if that warden retires and a new warden comes in and they don't like that program, that program can be abolished. So these programs are very fragile. Um, so my goal personally is to get them mandated, some type of legislation, so that prisons that can actually have these programs up and running have them. So that's a that's a tough nut to crack. I don't know how long that's going to take. So that's my personal goal, but. It, as a as a viewer, you should really do research and see what your state's doing, um, and if, if there's any prisons, state prisons are, that have a hospice program, um, get involved with your community hospice um, training possibly, and 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 make make them realize that, or bring that that the whole issue of prison hospice to their attention, because a lot of hospices out in the community never think about the prisoner. You know, when I was making this film and telling people about it, a lot of people, most people, would be like, "Oh, I never even thought of people dying in prison." You know, there's a lot of people dying in prison. We have 2.5 million people in prison. So there are a lot of people that are going to pass away. So I, I guess in bottom line, I think just be get get informed, you know, write your legislators, tell them about the possibility of starting a hospice because, you know, at the end of the day, compassionate commutation, while I think is the best, is not going to happen fast enough for most of these prisoners, men and women in prison. And if we haven't seen this film, if they're not able to come to the screening today, um, HBO Go? It's on said? HBO Go, HBO Now. So it'll be on there till March of next year. So you have plenty of time. And also, I think you can DVR it and show it to other people. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being at the University of today um, for creating this film. Um, again, this is the Social Workers Radio Talk Show. Um, I was here today with award-winning filmmaker Edgar Behrens um, speaking about his documentary titled uh, Prison Terminal, The Last Days of Private Jack Hall. Thank you very much. Thank you.